Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode of the Spotlight Podcast hosted by me, Sonny Santana. Now, for those who know me, everyone knows I've always talked about doing a podcast for the longest time, but I haven't been able to quite get around to it. But now with the new year and new possibilities that are coming about, I thought, why not and just go for it? You never know what could happen. So here we are. Finally, for the very first time, I'm doing my own podcast. The first episode, the pilot episode is now. And for those who don't know me, let me just talk a little about myself real quick. Not not a lot. Uh, I am still an employee at WJOB radio station in Hammond, Indiana. Now it's starting to be called Jed TV with the owner Jim D'Lo. Kind of changing things around a bit, always trying to innovate at the station, which there's been a lot of innovation going on the past couple of years since I've been there. But I've been there since the uh, Start of 2018, so it's about three years this month in January, actually. I'll have my three-year anniversary. I'm a senior at PNW, studying communications with the focus in broadcasting, which is how I got the position at WJOB. I've had three shows there, the Sports Report, the Bench Mob, Evening Chalk Talk with RMS, and I've done quite a bit of other uh how do you say, cameos and other shows that have been going around in the station for the last couple of years. But with the COVID-19 pandemic, I haven't been able to actually do a full show inside the studio. So now I'm starting to do things by myself. I got this new equipment, this podcast microphone equipment that my Thea Rubin and Thea Sophia gladly gave to me over the summer. And again, I haven't been able to use it. There's been a lot of chaotic stuff going on, especially with the last year and even with this year just to start. So now I'm just beginning it. So thank you. It's been a long time coming and I'm just happy to do this. So the Spotlight Podcast, what is it about? Well, well, it's basically a podcast where anything and everything will be brought into the spotlight. I mainly do sports talk, but I don't mind getting into some entertainment. I love talking about music, movies, uh, any other sort of entertainment news that comes out on social media or into the world. You know, I can always gossip about celebrities and whatever nonsense is going around, like with Kanye West. Um, Everyone knows my forte is sports. I don't ever hesitate to talk about sports with anyone, no matter if I disagree or agree with their opinions. And on this show, I will also talk about politics. Now, I'm not the biggest politic connoisseur. I'm not that knowledgeable, I feel personally, to really have a show based entirely on politics. So from time to time, not every show, because even though there are a lot of political stuff, and not really stuff, but a lot of political changes and, and just issues and situations that have come about the last year or so, uh, I think it's gotten to the point where I know there's always this talk when you're getting, as you're growing up, you're always taught to, there's three things you never talk about with someone. Religion, politics, and I forgot the other thing, but politics is one of the, it, I got two of the three right, it's politics. One of them is politics. So on this show, sometimes I will talk about politics and that's where I'm gonna start off with today's episode because there's a lot going on uh, with 
the presidency and Donald Trump, who is currently our president, but by January 20th, which is next Wednesday, President-elect Joe Biden will be inaugurated as the 46th president of the United States. Now, we all know that the start to this year has been not exactly what we thought it would be. On January 6th, last Wednesday, uh, violent, angry Trump supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol. Now, some are calling it a form of protest, which there were some who were protesting. I won't doubt that. But there were many, many others who broke into the U.S. Capitol building, stole federal property from politicians, elected officials' offices, smashed windows, smashed windows, uh, desecrated statues. You know, there was just a lot of really awful things that happened on that day. And I think, I'm not even just me, I know that I've seen it around on social media and on TV and from other people I've talked to. It was an act of domestic terrorism. There's no other way to describe that. Again, I know there were some people who were protesting, which is fine. You have the right to protest. But, you know, I'm not getting into it completely because even though it was a horrific incident, I mean, there's a there's so many. I could talk about this issue, this particular issue for the next day if I really wanted to. But... I wanted to go into politics first because yesterday the House of Representatives uh, held a trial for the impeachment, the second impeachment of President Donald Trump, and he was impeached again yesterday. Uh, majority of the House of the Democratic House, um, as usual, well, as predicted, voted to impeach him, and most of the Republican uh, House politicians. They said on his side, defended Trump, didn't impeach, didn't vote to impeach him, but there were actually 10 Republicans who did vote to impeach him, which was kind of surprising to me, because um, I thought they all of the Republicans would just stick with him, but I was surprised, and he is now the first ever president to be impeached twice. There have been only four impeachments in in presidential history, and Donald Trump is now representing half of that. And it was just kind of, it's, it's just been really ironic to see how the last couple of weeks have gone for President Trump. We all, I kind of predicted that he would have a downward um, spiral in regards to his presidential term because I just felt it was destined to be that, a disaster. And it slowly built into that. And this, are, this all started back of last year on November 7th when he lost the 2020 presidential election. And it's just gone downhill ever since. There's been nothing good that's come out of um, his tactics to try to overturn the electoral college votes. Uh, you know, him and a lot of his supporters were claiming evidence of fraud, even though there was no evidence brought into the spotlight. Hmm, see what I did there? Uh, so, on January 20th, President-elect Joe Biden will be inaugurated and sworn in. President Donald Trump has promised no violence 
can or will be tolerated because for those who don't know, for those who do, the FBI has found many, many reports, um, posts on social media saying that there will be some sort of an uprising uh, at all of the state capitol buildings in the country in order to protest the results of the election and to not have president-elect joe biden be sworn in and just this is this could i don't know how this will turn out i have a feeling that it will turn out uh negatively uh we'll just have to wait and see uh but again if anything has been proven to me or proven to us americans in the last year is that anything can happen and we shouldn't be surprised by that i was not surprised with the way the events of january 6th turned out i always knew it would happen at some point now how the security at the u.s capitol building wasn't prepared how they didn't know when they usually know everything before us citizens that i don't know how to explain but the events of January 6th happened. Uh, there were, I believe, five deaths that occurred. Uh, one of them, I know, was uh, one of the uh, rioters that stormed into the Capitol building. She was shot by security. Uh, I can't think of the name right now. And I know there was another death of an actual Capitol police officer who died during the events, or after the events of the riots. Uh, so it was a very distasteful, horrible situation and i'm just hoping that security security better be quadrupled by next wednesday because if it's not it could go really bad joe biden uh you know i i'm glad that he's getting inaugurated i just hope he goes in there does his his thing his process to be sworn in and he gets out of there because there's going to be so many i believe there could be an attempt to possibly I don't even want to say it because for those who know, thinking of what I'm thinking, I don't even want to say it because I could. that's just the worst possible outcome of, of this situation. So I'm not even going to bring that up. I'm not even going to say it. I just hope that there is enough security to protect him and to get him out of there after he's sworn in. And I hope President Trump, when he leaves, he does not try to create a scene, but with his celebrity background and his stunts, that he's pulled so far, I wouldn't be surprised if he went out with the loud bang. What that bang is, I don't know. I don't want to know. And I hope it does not happen. But knowing everything that he's done so far in his life, it would not shock me at the least bit. Well, moving away from politics, I wanted to talk about sports. Now, this past weekend, the Chicago Bears finished their 8-8 eight and eight regular season with a early exit in the wild card against the New Orleans Saints. It was a her- horrific offensive outing by the Chicago Bears, who I, I can't even begin to explain my thoughts on the whole season because I will, again, just like I, if I were to talk about the day of January 6th of this year, to its full extent, I'd be here a whole other day, maybe even two days now with the Bears. So they lost... This past weekend, they are out of the playoffs. For the second season in a row, they finished 8-8 eight and eight when both seasons were to start out with so much promise. And it just not has, it has just not been good for the Chicago Bears. 
And yesterday, it got even worse when CEO and President Ted Phillips held a press conference and made the following statement. And I was just shocked to hear him say this. He said, and I quote, we have exactly the right football culture that all teams strive for. That was from NBC Sports Chicago. No, no. I don't know what Ted Phillips is seeing. I don't know what culture he is exactly talking about. But if the culture is we waste our defensive, uh, our prosperous defensive status every season, the past three seasons, with poor offensive outings every year, when we got Matt Nagy, who was supposed to be an offensive guru, we have been ranked almost last in offensive overall offensive um, progression the last couple of seasons, and the quarterback play has been anything but spectacular. Play calling has been abysmal. If that is the culture Todd Phillips is referring to, I would agree with him, but Yesterday, or I think it was two days ago, the Bears had all, I think it was a day of the playoff game this past Sunday, the, the wild card game, when the Bears had already pretty much confirmed that general manager Ryan Pace and head coach Matt Nagy would be returning next season. I, I don't know what else to say that hasn't been said already that that is a bad idea. We have one of the strongest fan bases of the entire NFL. And yet every year we disappoint our fans with horrible, horrible decisions that start up all the way up there in the office. I culture, if, if why can't, you know, again, with one of the most strongest, deepest, loyal fan bases of not even just the NFL, but of any professional sports team in America, we continuously find the bottom of the barrel excuse to try and cover up our previous losses, our previous failures as an organization. That's I know that's not nice, and it's not a good way to put things, but the truth hurts. And... I just don't get why. Now, Mitchell Trubisky, let me start off by saying, was it wrong in the 2017 NFL draft for the Bears to trade up picks for the number two pick and choose Mitchell Trubisky out of North Carolina? Were they wrong? Yes. I love Mitchell Trubisky. I think he's done his absolute best to win in this type of to win with this historical franchise I felt we were so close in 2018 won't even go into the ending of that season because it's just too heart-wrenching I love Mitchell Trubisky and I hope that after this season it's already been confirmed that he won't be returning as our quarterback I hope he goes to another team and he finds success because I think he is a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I think he's good. He didn't get a lot of playing time in college. Of course, everyone knows the story. It's the same old, same old. I would have preferred the Bears get Deshaun Watson. Now that Deshaun Watson could potentially be on the market, the Bears got to do everything 
to go after Deshaun Watson. But that's another story for another episode as we get closer towards that potential trade situation. Second to this, though, I don't blame Mitchell Trubisky for our failures. Is he a part of it? Yes, but I don't think it's his fault. Matt Nagy did not do his best job in protecting Mitchell Trubisky, whether it was on the field with the play calling or off the field with his remarks or words. When you're an NFL head coach, you're supposed to have your quarterbacks back. You're supposed to be his right-hand man, and he's always put the blame on Mitchell Trubisky, never took responsibility himself as the head coach. So why you bring that type of coach back, I don't understand. He is not, it's just, it's been hard to be a Bears fan the last three years, the last four, I mean, it's just been hard in general. Even at the best years, it's been hard to be a Bears fan. We've had one of the longest routes in NFL history of not winning a championship since 85. Again, that might be one of the greatest teams ever in NFL history. But still, you would love to have seen many more after that. The loss to the Colts in Super Bowl 41 with Rex Grossman. Again, another disappointing uh season a, a season with when, when the defense with that is highest with players like brian urlacher uh charles peanut tillman lance briggs i mean what could you not have asked for a better trio to lead that monstrous defense of that season and we lost to the great Peyton manning but beyond that again not going to mention the ending of 2018 because it was just too it's just too difficult to go back and watch even though ESPN showed a clip of that the other day. And speaking of that significant play when Cody Parkey double-doinked the field goal and caused the Bears to lose 16-15 in the wild-card game against the Philadelphia Eagles, Cody Parkey has now made it to the next round of the playoffs. He's playing in the divisional round as the kickers for the Cleveland Browns of all teams. It's just funny how fate works and... I hope he double ding, double doinks for the Browns. I really do because uh, it, it just it's too painful. But for the Bears organization to bring back Pace and Matt Nagy is just it doesn't make sense. Ryan Pace, the general manager, throughout his entire six years as a general manager for the general manager for the Chicago Bears, has a record of forty two and fifty four. That's not good. That's not good. Nagy, who has been the head coach of the Chicago Bears for now three seasons, his offense, who again, he was supposed to be an offensive genius, this offense has looked maybe even worse at times when the John Fox era was in Chicago with his offense. That's how bad it is. If the last two games of this past season have not shown anything, it's just the play calling. He says that... I forgot what week it was during the season when he said he gave full offensive play calling to Bill Lazor. But in the last two games, you could tell a little bit that Nagy kind of took it back without mentioning it in the forefront on the, in the media. And you can tell because it just totally changed. Totally changed. Phillips, who has overseen football operations for the last couple of decades, the Bears have made the postseason six times, six times, with a record, with a 3-6 record, and eight double-digit loss seasons. 
don't know what else to say that I think it's a dumb idea to bring them back. I was just mainly shocked when Ted Phillips said that we have the culture that all football teams strive for. No, we don't. No, we do not. You know what football cultures that all teams are striving to be like right now? The Kansas City Chiefs. The Los Angeles Rams. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I know that the Steelers trash talk a lot, but you cannot admit the football culture that Mike Tomlin has built there is anything but short of remarkable. Those teams have football cultures. The Bears, right now, after the ending of the season, we do not have a football culture. When will we find it? When will we find our identity? Our identity has basically been we have a great defense, which we usually do. But, you know, this past season, that just... I love the idea. I love the monsters of the midway tagline. That's what they give to our defense. And our defense has been, for the most part, consistently um, progressive. And we've had great players the last couple of seasons. But we've never reached that mark of dominancy except for the 2018 season when we were 12-4. and four. But I don't know. It's just really hard to grasp where the direction of this franchise is headed because I honestly don't know. All Chicago sports at the moment are kind of in purgatory, you know, with every team besides the Chicago White Sox. Now, I am a Chicago Cubs fan, for those who know me. For those who don't, I may I love the Cubs. I may I bleed blue till I die. But I give all the White Sox credit in the world. They are the only Chicago team right now that has the potential to be a skyrocketing, fun, play-filled, potential championship-winning team. The only one in Chicago right now. The Bulls, they can get there, you know, maybe in the next two to three seasons when they develop their stars. But right now, Chicago, the Chicago White Sox are the only team in Chicago who have that upside potential. Right now, the Bears, I have to give them a downgrade because... It's, I, I don't know where you go from here. I don't know. Depending on what they do in the draft, uh, they need to draft some offensive linemen because the offensive line is banged up. It got better towards the end of the season when Trubisky was renamed the starter and Ifedi and Mustafa were put into that starting lineup. And I felt like the offensive line gelled better than it had at the beginning of the season. Um... You know, I would want the Bears. I desperately want the I desperately desperately want the Bears to go back and try to get Vic Vangio. I don't think he is being extended by the 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 Denver Broncos. So why not bring him back? He was amazing as a defensive coordinator for the Bears, and that defense was. You do not want to play the Chicago Bears defense when Vic Vangio was calling the plays on the defensive side of the ball. Plain and simple. Chuck Pagano, I love Chuck Pagano. He has an amazing story. He's an amazing human being. But his uh, defensive scheme did not fit uh, with the way I think the Bears usually, the Bears defense usually plays. Uh, they played a lot of zone coverage, leaving a lot of open spots for wide receivers to just kind of catch the ball. And the tackling this year, 
You know, play calling is one thing, but when it's up to the players to make the tackles, it, the tackling was horrible this year. I feel like Danny Trevathan had a down year. Eddie Jackson, for the first year in his NFL career, did not have a single interception. And Eddie Jackson is an all-pro defensive safety. Kyle Fuller was hit or miss. The only really consistent defensive player was Roquan Smith. And it was a shame that he didn't even make the all-pro list or even the Pro Bowl list. It was a shame. Whoever is in charge of getting, whoever is in charge of casting votes for players to join the Pro Bowl or that All Pro list, they need to be fired because how you have Raquan Smith after the year he's had, basically leading every statistical category for the Bears on defense. I, I don't know, I don't know how you still have that job. I don't. But the Bears need to work on this draft. Of, Drafting offensive linemen, they do not, they should not waste the draft pick on a quarterback. I will repeat that again. They should not. They should do everything in their power, in their power. If they, if Ted Phillips, Ryan Pace, and Matt Nagy want to establish a firm football culture, they need to go after Deshaun Watson. Do whatever you can to get Deshaun Watson. Do it. If you want that football culture, you so claim, you so claimly believe we have at the moment, which we don't, go after Deshaun Watson, and maybe, maybe you'll start changing my mind. Maybe I can kind of see that culture direction you're headed in. But as of right now, we do not have one. <sighs> Again, I could talk about that for the next hour or so if I wanted to. But for the Spotlight Podcast, I hope this was a very introdu- introductorial episode into what this show will be like. I plan to have some uh, a theme song sooner or later. I got to figure out uh, that aspect of the podcast. I would love to also invite guests on this podcast because, you know, not that I don't like talking for a whole hour by myself because I've done it before at the station, but I feel it's more... Uh, there's more gravitas to it when there are other people on the show. I always love uh, interviewing people, having guests. So depending on what the topic will be, I will always try to have guests. Uh, at least try to, you know. But I'm trying to also be cautious with everything going on with the COVID-19 pandemic. And it's, it's very hard to even get with people. It's hard to get with family. It's hard to get with anyone uh, during these crazy times. So... Before I, I, I sign off, I just wanted to say thank you again to all those who will listen to this podcast. I greatly appreciate it. I hope I can continue this uh, this run going and have more and more episodes. I hope I can get big time. I hope when I distribute this on Spotify or Apple uh, you know, platforms that people will listen, people will view, like, download, whatever it is. And I hope you know I can get to the highest level possible and have... Something on the level of the Joe Rogan experience. I, I love people who aren't afraid to express themselves, and that's who I am. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm not afraid to express myself, and the best way to express myself is to share my thoughts and feelings on a microphone. That's when I do it best, and I feel like I've 
really progressed and have gotten better ever since the start of 2018 when I began at WJOB. And I feel like I'm more confident, I'm more than confident in hosting and going as far as I can with this podcast. So, again, I want to thank everyone for who will listen. And I hope that you guys enjoy this first pilot episode of the Spotlight Podcast hosted by me, Sonny Santana. And I hope to see you, or not hope to see you, I do hope to see you one day when I have video. But for right now, since I only have audio, I hope you enjoy listening. And I can't wait to speak with everyone again.